0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the student of the game in our all new edition form, right? Listen, if you're here and you took all the time to see me put all this out here in all the various different places and spaces, you're probably a fan of sport and sports talk. And if you are, well, thank you for spending that time with me here this evening or wherever you are. Not only are you seeing us on the Huddle Up YouTube if you're watching there, on Twitch if you're watching there, on the Student of the Game Facebook Live page if you're watching there, on Twitter if you're watching there. You could also check us out on podcasts in all that world and stuff like that through Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. Where we're looking to get on Google Podcasts, but when their system decides to stop being a pain in the butt, we'll get there too. But enough about pain in the butt systems, man. Listen, as, as pain in the butt systems go, one thing I used to always find regularly a pain in the we're jumping right into it tonight, folks. I, but there's plenty of silliness to come. Our guest tonight, Tokyo Jameson, is somebody where who, who fun will ensue. Don't worry about all that. But I gotta you know, this is kind of like a I mean, it's not as boring as a timeshare presentation, but you got to do a little serious stuff before you get into fun. By the way, hope you guys enjoyed our draft breakdown last week hunter mechnick jumped in uh on the quick there getting us there we had another guest there who couldn't make it but hunter Mechnik come in dunking like a diaper dandy thanks to him last week talking about the nba draft anyways you know talking about the draft and and the draft taking place last week as it did for the nba and you know doing a lot of the work that i did hosting draft shows especially for nuts and bolts sports as i did this past year um shouts to uh, Sensei Jeff Barnes, who will be part of our NFL preview series come jo- uh, July and August. So look forward to him coming back. If you didn't, if you haven't seen him, it'll be the first time he'll be here on the Student of the Game with me. Um, that'll be fun too. I think that one's scheduled in July, but we'll find out. I don't know. I'm the host. I can do it whenever I want. It's July or August. It's the NFL preview. Anyways, so I don't know about you guys, but in the past, the draft to me was a boring affair. Anybody who was dealing with me at the time, earlier days being the student of the game, people would be like, "Why well, are you covering the draft? What do you think about the draft? And then I'd go, yingling, right? Oh no, I would tell people, I-, I got people for the draft. I'm not worried about that. But so much has changed in coverage of the draft for both the NBA and the NFL, much like a pint of yingling, I can't get, get enough of it. Like I'm I found myself doing three draft shows this past year in the NFL. What's that all about? I did an NBA draft show. Huh? The draft has become such a spectacle that even such a draft, I don't want to say draft hater, but somebody who was as draft averse as I was finds myself tuning in like it's a compulsion as if it was an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, well, let's not go crazy. As if it was an episode of uh, Home Improvement. I found myself compelled and drawn to Tim the Toolman Taylor. I had no idea I was going to go to Tim the Toolman Taylor tonight, but that's where we went. It drew me in like that. It's kind of like, you know, going along, and you find out you come upon The Fifth Element or some movie like that when you're in the middle of it, but you still have to watch it to the end. That's the kind of draw the drafts have for me nowadays. And in all that greatness, even the rotations and moving to different cities and and all of that, all of the excitement that has now become the draft, very interesting offshoot things have also happened. Players, for one, foregoing the draft. But hey, I mean, I'm glad they didn't have that back in Aaron Rodgers' day because basically the one thing that bought him sympathy for a larger part of his career was having to sit in the green room for as long as he did and now coming out and kicking butt. Years ago now, all that good goodwill may have been lost, but that moments like that that provide players with that chip on the show, th- those are gone too. But I think a downside that's come to pass is something that I don't think we explore enough of. And, and I want to, right next to lumping in with the popularity and coverage of the draft, something else that came up a lot sooner with the NBA, um, or rather college basketball, Allowing for the one-and-done system is how I'll put it. High schoolers, essentially. High school high school uh, age kids jumping. I said kids, deal with it. To the NBA, right? Now, I, I get it. You Kyle kind of don't hate on the high school player thing. I'm not. But just keep in mind, I'm not speaking to an outlier on either side. For every LeBron James, I could tell you the story of a Damon Stoudemire. I'm not having that conversation, okay? Actually, I could probably tell you more Damon Stoudemire than LeBron James. That, that That's fine. One thing I think that's interesting, and I don't know—I haven't flashed it yet, so we haven't seen it. But if you'll notice, the name of this episode tonight—it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's in relation to my theory here. What is it that I think is so trying? Not just you know, on players in general surrounding the draft, but you know, in particular to younger players, right? players that are just coming out of well, we'll say college, but in a lot of cases, especially nowadays, they're one and done's, right? The, the 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 big college stars that are expecting to be franchise savers in the NBA are one and done's, right? So I I, I take the time to premise and preview all that by pointing out tonight's episode, holding out for a hero, right? When you're going to the draft for either the nfl the nba b- baseball whatever who cares <laughs> um I, I don't mention them so much because baseball is so much of a team game on the field and there's a lot more individual performance and who cares about baseball um with the nba when you're one of a starting five and a single player can transcend and change the franchise completely when you're dealing in the nfl where you could play certain important situations that can change the crux of an entire team's makeup, quarterback, running back, linebacker, uh, edge rusher, what have you. Those guys that come in and produce immediately are instant stars, right? One of the reasons the NFL draft was allegedly boring, even though the Eagles had more trades than you could find in a damn swap meet, is because there was no awesome quarterback discussions, and even still with the drafting of Kenny Pickett that was allegedly so disappointing, in round one anyway, there was still a lot of talk and excitement surrounding that. But here's the thing. All that excitement, all that hype has only set up a situation to put more pressure on men and players that aren't really necessarily Able and ready to take that role. But Kyle, hasn't that always been the case of rookies? They've always been the younger players. Hear me out. Typically speaking, in the past, you know, when mommies and daddies used to be bored by the draft, watch the movie Invincible sometime. Okay. And when they cut to a press conference in there where Greg Kinnear, who is portraying Dick Vermeil, is looking at the press, it's like, Six dudes in those like colored chairs of plat like pla- colored plastic chairs you see in kindergarten. It's hilarious when they cut to that, and there's no mayhem or any craziness going on. It's just like these dudes sitting in chairs. It- Don't have to watch the whole movie. Just just look at that first part in the beginning. It's like it's within the first ten minutes. You'll laugh. You'll get my point. But with all that spotlight on there, even back certainly. Before the 2000s, Ryan Leaf lost his mind because there was too much hype. Can you imagine Ryan Leaf busting in the Twitter age? Which I'm glad I don't have my co-host right on. He probably would have a particular joke with me using that term, but that's not the point. So what this attention and hype, the downside is, have we put too much pressure on entering players, right? Could perhaps that be part of the reason the example that comes off the top of my head is in 2012? Robert Griffin III, right? Sure, Andrew Luck came in and did his thing and was part of a franchise that was run poorly and forced out of the sport basically early because, you know, for how long he was forced to play without protection, offensive line, I mean. But Robert Griffin III was in that new age of, of, Draft type. Granted, maybe, certainly not to the extent it is now. We certainly hadn't gotten to rotating cities yet, you know, or anything like that. But the NFL draft being televised in a big deal was starting to become a thing. I had attended draft parties for a few years, and that was becoming more mainstream. That was becoming a thing. And Robert Griffin III was part of that. And I could argue more pressure was put on him because. Of all the traits that the Red Tails, before they were the Red Tails, I'm sorry, the Commanders, sorry folks, that joke's not going away, Um, did uh, gave up all the picks that they did to the Rams, if memory serves, to bring him in. So over and above the fact, I mean, it's not that the D.C. team was, was tanking or that they were whiffing for Griffin like the Colts would decide to suck for luck, but... RG3 came in with all this hype and was pressed and did perform. But I wonder if he was seen as that star, or rather he was put on the bench and not seen as that star, not star, savior, perhaps a better word in this case. If he wasn't seen as that guy, is Mike Shanahan in the playoffs in a position To put him in after he was already hurt, to put him in a position to then not blow out his knee completely, but basically take away the one main weapon he was surviving with in the NFL. And yes, by the way, I do maintain that Mike Shanahan was the reason that RG3 didn't end up having the career he could have. There are other factors in the future. But him putting him back in after he scored that touchdown was absolutely asinine. Kirk Cousins was there. We saw how he performed. They eventually won the game with Kirk Cousins at the helm. Don't tell me revisionist history. I was staring at the TV, screaming at the time, too. So don't try it. But if RG3, using this example, was it forced to start right away in a crop of quarterbacks by the way who were all amazing i mentioned luck i got rg3 in there too rusty russell wilson now 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 in the mile high by the way right um is it a different situation now granted all three of those franchises we're looking pretty sorry at the quarterback position. Let's call that what it is. I mean, the 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 Colts are coming off of Curtis. I should have been a painter trying to, to play quarterback with uh, Manning's uh, spinal injury and all that coming up. And let's call it what it is, is his essential retirement from the Colts, at least. And then in uh, Seattle at the time, it was Matt Flynn or Tavares Jackson. It's not like there was a lot of options. I understand that. But... That extra pressure hits players, hits different people a certain way. LeBron James lives up to the hype, but is he the exception or the rule? Right? Maybe. Again, I mentioned Damon Stoudemire in the past. Had he had that full four years, he might have been an, a, a solid NBA player, especially at a position that's not only essential to the game but become even more thick in the importance of the NBA game, the point guard position, right? Something I was thinking about the other day, that a lot of things that are positive do have some unintended negative consequences. And listen, I can get Herm Edwards or whoever to talk at rookie symposiums all day. The development of these guys is something that needs to be thought about a lot, too. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there of how many careers might have been ruined, not to be dramatic, because the draft is actually such an awesome product now. But anyways, I got all me- I got all melodramatic and almost serious and stuff. The hero I'm holding out for now is going to lift this beast up a little bit. And we're going to actually have some fun. This is purely a 100% fun podcast from here to there and beyond. Now, we're a little late in some places, but out west, listen, it perfectly is dinner time. And normally in the past, my guest would be right there alongside me. I'm D' Jean-Luc. And Cisco would be serving this well. But let's be honest, on my current budget for a show, I can't really afford them. They're pretty good at their jobs. But somebody else who's pretty darn good at his job. And somebody who I not only know is a great talent, but a tremendous friend. My guy, I know him and love him. And I'm not just saying that to keep the intro going because I can't find the button. No, actually, I can My man, Tokyo Jason. I hope you've seen this handsome man with me on dinner time on my uh, pop culture po- podcast require viewing on Hilarity by Default. The host now of the Smoke Show, and I think it's called Special Contributor. Uh, at, with the Yeah, I'm High Bro podcast, right? I don't know. I- I'm trying to find the right words for all this, too. My special guest, Tokyo. So, James, man. Oh. so, man, welcome aboard, man. It's good to have you.
1: Uh- I uh, thank you for having me on, man. Just uh, seeing how how far you've come—it's just, <laughs> you know, it, it, it touches me. And then I'm listening to you on on the opening monologue, and I I have to remember, saying dinner time, baby. I can't interject. There's so much stuff that I wanted to say, but. <laughs>
0: Look can wait. This is the opportunity. If you wanted to weigh in, son, I, uh, I, I am never going to deny a guest an opportunity to have a take. So I'm not above the law, Tokyo Jameson. No, and and, and I'm
1: and I'm filling you for that one. So first off, giving shouts out to Tune Spanish Style uh, for having you know for you know giving me the means to be here and be with you, hundred percent, spicy bitch. Yes. Now. <laughs> You you asked the question about, you know, when the draft came over and then you talked about RG3. I absolutely agree with that point, but look to say before that, Ricky Williams with everything that New Orleans gave give, get him and to see the hype that was behind that one. But just with regards to the spectacle that was the draft, I felt like the draft became a real, real spectacle when you had Matt Leinart, Bush, uh, Jay Cutler. Vince Young all come out in that season. If you remember, they they put that draft as a like they they led the draft in with those guys walking down the road in, in suits and clothes styled particular to the school that they went to. So Jay Cutler has on like one of those special cowboy ties. I don't know what you call those bolo ties or whatever the heck that is. I just you're right. Yeah. So I mean, they then they, they got. Vents and some, some, some snake skin boots looking halfway like Morpheus from, from, from the matrix, you know, and then you got Reggie Bush sitting there in a $5 million suit, you know, like it was just, it was, it was a huge specter and you're right. Like they put a lot of pressure on these guys. I feel like Jamarcus Russell was a victim of the hype because had he gone to another situation, I feel like he could have potentially. Played longer than he did, but because he went to an organization that needed him immediately, and he wasn't ready for the pressure, we saw what happened. God, how bad was that Raiders team back then? It was, it was, it was horrible. They were w- wishing back to go back to the days of Rich Gannon, and Jerry Rice and Tim Brown, but that that team.
0: Well, I'll put it this way: like everybody is wishing, there are a lot of teams that would aspire <laughs> to even that, but like I think a better point is they aspire to be what the Jaguars are now. You know, hey, we're past Urban Meyer, and we got a quarterback who's young and is pretty good at what he does. You know, I you know, that's that's an interesting point. You got Jamarcus Russell in there. I could throw the Sam Bradford defense in there too, man. But I, I think I didn't go with Jamarcus because to you like you said, the, the draft wasn't the same spectacle then. And 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 you know, frankly, it was too easy, like to, to kind of throw Jamarcus Russell under the bus. And I could even argue to an extent that if the Raiders interviewed him just so, maybe they should have. A better franchise may have been able to glean that Jamarcus Russell was going to become a Jamarcus Russell. However, in the case of RG3, the impact was being made. And I listen, I've heard the stories about RG3 being a little bit of a diva, but, you know, uh, the the thing that RG3 is most famous for is not the purple drank. Catch my meaning? You know, but but again, I'm not here to say that that was a bad example. I just didn't go with that one for that reason. I I think do you? Hmm, it's interesting. If if Jamarcus Russell and I my my eras may not be lined up, but let's say if Jamarcus Russell was under a Bill Cower or a Mike Tomlin, would it have gone the same way as compared to be under being under a Tom Cable or an Art Shell?
1: Uh-huh. I, I, again, we can't say definitively, but if if you have a Demarcus Russell getting drafted to a team that does not have an immediate need where he can actually learn his craft, learn how to be a professional with a coach who can who can coach to that, mm-hmm. you know, um, then I feel like, again, I this is just me purely on speculation i feel like he would have had a different opportunity rg3 ness is what i used to call him rg3 when he came out coming from that baylor atmosphere he he seemed like he was ready to shine and given the opportunity a lot of people did not think that he was going to be able to come into the league and run around like he did when he was in college mm-hmm. you know he like lebron was a exception to the rule. Right. Him getting hurt is why we didn't see more of it, mm-hmm. you know. And you were absolutely right in your point. Him not needing to be in that game any longer than he was, he shouldn't have been, mm-hmm. you know. But the fact that he was there, boom, it's a wrap, and that's it, you know. But if you look at what he did in his rookie season, he was well deserving of the hype coming in that he had because he was he was he made Washington relevant for wins not just for who they drafted because you've seen a lot of times some team drafts a big name guy and then they're they're trending because of the draft it has nothing to do with his performance it's just because he's on the team RG3 made Washington relevant because of his play
0: right right and 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 I, uh, yeah I think and I think the reason why you know the answer the RG three got hurt again later in another game. Oh well, yeah, and and and, and Hilodi Nata hit him. What do you want me to tell you? That's what happens. But I think um he, for by one, he had already lost some zip on the proverbial fastball there. And two, I think fe- I feel like RG three in that situation was still in there because more of Shanahan trying to win a playoff game. Than he was about trying to prefer like the fact they made the playoffs from a franchise standpoint if i'm the owner of the team if i'm the gm of the team i'm screaming pull him we don't need to win this game long term because the fans have already found black jesus in the form of rg3 you know um and some of this i will grant you know i i, I do have um citing another superhero i do have south park's own captain hindsight here to uh assist me in my efforts but uh, again i i, I Kbosh that for anybody who's been following me over the damn 10 years right <laughs> back when rg3 got drafted uh and and you know i guess only nine years since that playoff game nine in a fraction right you know mm-hmm. i i've been pounding the table 10 nfl seasons why 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 You know um but anyways enough about that man you brought in that serious talk and i'll tell you tokyo jameson if they want to hear about us and serious talk they should listen to dinner time or they should go to our uh required viewing episode for song
1: Song
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's some serious for you if you want that (laughs) <laughs> that's,
1: that's, some hate, that's some people hating on my take on that movie, bro. I read some of the comments, man, and that was... Uh, i never do that again. I'll never do that again. I'll comment <laughs> ever.
0: Uh, uh, well, first of all, yeah, that's that's 101. Why are you reading the comments as a, con- <laughs>
1: as a content? Because I, I get notifications. Oh, I get notifications, fine. so it's like I can't help but to see it. I'm a, I'm a dummy. Like, come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but and, and that was your first mistake. And second, please, please trust that there were some positive ones there, too. Um, and, and 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 dang it. I like what you had to say. So screw all of them. Anyway, you
1: know. one last thing before we get off the series, bro. No, bring the heat. You made a comment about Aaron Rodgers. I did. And you talked about him and uh, if I'm correct you did say something about greatness that word was mentioned I mean you you looked at his career as an overall success yes I mean wouldn't you I've heard about Green Bay quarterbacks and I'm looking at the last 30 years they've had two quarterbacks over the last 30 years and all of them are just getting everybody just loves those guys right they got two super bowl wins in those 30 years bro one from Brett one from Aaron. Well, and I'm just and I'm just supposed to believe the, the the best. No, I'm sorry.
0: I mean, I didn't use the word the best. I said he was really good at his job. He is, he is objectively I mean, a superior quarterback.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I, I hear that. I hear that. I, I think he would be eligible for a cost of living raise if he were, <laughs> if, if I'm looking at his performance and I'm putting it in any other. Career, he'd be eligible for a cost of living raise, but I'm not making him my employee of the year by any means because he hasn't done it enough. He hasn't done it enough for for the love that he gets for the love that he gets. I haven't seen enough.
0: Oh, oh, so you're one of these. I got to get to. We'll see. And and you were you were you were you were critical early on of Carson Wentz for the same thing. So if nothing else, and I'm talking about rookie Carson Wentz. Uh, back when he was in the Eagles or uh, yeah, on the Eagles back when he got hurt as an MVP candidate, not tanking a playoff performance, <laughs> a playoff appearance rather, and getting exiled to, to the red tails again. Sorry, the commanders. I'm going to keep telling that joke. It's not going away. Washington. The red tails. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean, a lot of people have gone to call them the commies because they wear red. Is that my fault? No. I, but, um, but yeah, Carson Wall uh, now now exiled to Washington where, like, he took a photo that came out on Twitter today in his Redskins uniform. And, and sorry, his commander's uniform. See, force a habit. And, mm-hmm. and sorry, Redtail's uniform. No, wait, I was right the first time. Red- no, No. Um, <laughs> but he took a picture with his current team's uniform. hmm and had that look on his eye, like I-, I tweeted out, "Blink twice if you need help,
1: Carson." <laughs> Anyways, he just doesn't look safe. <laughs>
0: you know, you-, you got a real th- you got a real problem with quarterbacks with the first name
1: of Carson. But anyway, <laughs> Palmer, Wentz, all of them, man, all of them.
0: Anyways, let's before before we bring you to the point of indigestion. I, uh, I had a very specific thing, and, and for those who hadn't heard it hyped yet, this this episode was meant to be particularly fun. Now, you may have heard some of the stylings from me and Mr. Tokyo Jameson here in the past, be it with dinner time, required viewing, um, or just general chicanery and tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. But there have been many times we've watched movies of the same ilk, we follow shows of the same ilk. At this point, I'll be honest, he's probably just a little bit ahead of me on some of it um, because pandemics suck and, um, you know, all that. But we, we, we wax plenty poetic via Skype call about superheroes in general. So this being a sports show and something I've always wanted to dive into in this time of year, <laughs> when basketball's about done, hockey's done, and football's still a ways out, and I don't watch baseball, this is a little bit of that filler material. And as 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 superheroes go, I always have kind of wondered what position would certain superheroes play if they were playing football? Now, granted, I, I, I make it specific to football because – one there's a bigger playing field so to speak there's a lot there's a significant amount of ground to cover two it utilizes both strength and speed so you know granted we're gonna have one on the list here who who has kind of the cosmic powers that get a little weird we'll we'll get into that at the time but like i feel like with baseball there's a particular uh uh uh, scene or a moment from the x-men where like they all are playing basketball and like they start using their power. They get mad that Gambit's using his, his agility and that's a mutant power and no powers during the game and all that. It just get awkward. Anyway, so um, I should have had special music for this. That's okay. Um, but at any rate, just for a sample of how it goes for the uh, viewing public at home, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a hero on the screen and we will wax poetically, poetically, Tokyo Jameson, about what position on the football field that they would be best suited for. And, of course, leading off, the man, the myth, the legend, a nice softball here in my – actually, not really a softball, but uh, he's a softball in that he can go in a lot of positions on the field. Clark Kent himself, my guy, the man of steel, Superman. Tokyo Jamison, leading off, tell us what position – Clark, Calel, whatever you want to call him, should play.
1: Well, let's be real about it, folks. I mean, if if you're if you're a fan of football, you you want your quarterback to look like that. <laughs> you know, like that's that's what you want, and that, that's not even why I wore this shirt. I wore this shirt for Shaq. but no, that's what you want your quarterback to. Before anybody accuses us. Yeah, but, but if, if, if Clark Kent, kal 100%, you want him as the face of your franchise because he's clean cut, you know, he, 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 he wears glasses, you know, he's, he's very astute, you know, but here's the thing, you can't hurt him, you know, and ultimately that's one thing that we talked about with RG3 look, later in the season he had a great season and later on he gets hurt never is the same that's not something you're worried about because we don't have any defensive ends coming with kryptonite Dem- wrapped around their pads or anything like that so yeah kell is definitely your quarterback bro
0: you make some assumptions there lexcorp could could manufacture a brand of glo- green gloves i mean the seahawks could be a tough out for the man of steel uh-
1: if, if, if we're being completely honest, you're 100% right. You know, I, I don't see any reason why Lex Luthor wouldn't want to get into the, the, the shoulder pad making business <laughs> and find a way to get some uh, some kryptonite woven into some shoulder pads, a little bit of helmet action, as long as it's going to be safe. No CTE, baby. Right. Um, but it's, it's still, it's, it's the man of steel. He's faster than a, a, a locomotive. You know, he's got laser vision. Let's hope he can throw the ball on a laser, There it is. you know, but ultimately, again, what I'm looking at is longevity. And as long as no one has kryptonite, your quarterback is going to be there start after start.
0: And I mean, talk about franchise player, right? He's been running the show as the main DC focus for how many decades now? Like, isn't it like the
1: forties or something? A big time, face. I will say that they he he had a fall off, um. You know, in 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 the 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 nineties, that was when Batman kind of stepped up and, and started owning things for DC a little bit. But you know, they're trying to bring him back. They tried to bring him back with what was his name? Uh, the one that the Witcher. They well, tried to bring him back with the Witcher. He's not even he's not even Superman anymore.
0: Yeah, Henry Cavill. Well, I mean, not for nothing. I could argue that he's a uh. A, uh, a much better uh, Geralt of Rivia than he is a Man of Steel, but I digress. There you go. Man, don't get don't me a... a I'll start going like a, like a dang um, minstrel up in here. You bring up The Witcher too much. Anyway. There you go. <laughs> that only works if you've, seen, if you've heard that soundtrack, if, uh, that gag. And this is what happens when you push random buttons that you shouldn't during a show. You make things go completely blank.
1: No, they're still excited to see what's coming next.
0: Um, They are. That's true. They still can't see what's coming next. And what is coming next is, bam, Captain America. Oh, by the way, the point I wanted to make that would apply to both these guys, you know the main reason I picked him, Tokyo and Jameson? They're they're. the opposite of Baker Mayfield. Shouts to my guy, Lamont Prattis out there. Uh, (laughs) And any Browns fan, for that matter, who understands that what your quarterback isn't doing, if it's Captain America or – the man of steel himself Superman is he's not tearing down your franchise from inside. Right? He's not part of the problem that he's going to designate and dictate part of the solution. Hell at this point looking at this picture Tokyo Jameson, he almost kind of looks like Tom Brady, right?
1: See, I can see he does look you know look a little bit Tom-ish. But what I will say with with Captain America, knowing that gentleman the way that I do, mm-hmm. worry about him with internal issues, talking about a little Civil War type situation. So I don't want his stubbornness to to get in the way. So I don't want him to be my guy at the quarterback, unfortunately, because I know he's got a little bit of foot speed on him. Um, I saw him sprinting toe-to-toe with T'Challa in the Infinity War. I saw him going, you know, sprint for sprint with him. I wouldn't mind seeing him as a tight end. You know, I mean, he's he's got some some size on him. I think he's going to have an issue coming across the middle catching one. You say he looks like Tom. I say he looks like Grunk. It all works, man. I'm putting Captain America, a.k.a. Steve Rogers, with number 88 on his back. I'm going to have him blocking a little bit.
0: So let me tell you, that's a fascinating take. I'm not here to diss it. I mean, defensively, I feel like – He's He's got the grit of, let's say, like a middle linebacker, possibly a safety if you want to rely on that speed to bail you out. Um, the reason why I went quarterback is all I got to do, Tokyo Jameson, is okay. take you to the first Avengers film. And even the biggest ego in the room, the man with whom the Civil War would eventually take place, okay. Iron Man, Tony Stark, right? They all do. They do the money shot, as they call it. In that movie, like that that one where the I even if I know we had gone this direction, I'd have had the clip ready. Sorry guys, but like they come around and and they show each member of the Avengers. You know, bah, 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 bah. we all know it by now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, good touch. Yeah. And then what's the next line after the roar? Do you
1: remember Tokyo Jameson? It wasn't a symbol because he didn't say that until the last one.
0: Excellent. The next line is actually by Robert Downey Jr., a.k.a. Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, a.k.a. the biggest ego on the team. Call it, Cap. They're huddled, and the diva in the group has Captain America calling the huddle for the next play. That tells me two things, Tokyo Jameson. A, he's able to command the respect even of objectively the biggest a-hole in the group. Two. He's got the wherewithal and smarts. The reason why I go with Tom Brady is you and I both know, even before he was in his 40s, by the way, that he was never the best physical specimen on his team. Well, on his side of the ball at a skill position. I'll put it this way. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Sh- no, I'm not pretty sure he could outrun Vince Wilfork, actually. Anyways, maybe he could outrun, <laughs> maybe he could outrun-, maybe he could outrun Matt Light. I don't know. Dan Connolly, Logan Mankins. One of those there guys, you,
1: offensive, you,
0: you know. Guys who don't have to run like D linemen um, do.
1: Vince Wilford comes from the Sunshine State, man. I think he might have some scats, baby.
0: I mean, listen. When I saw when I saw him as a Texan late in his career on Hard Knocks, playing basketball and taking fools to the hole. That are other professional athletes that weren't uh, that were seeing. The, can we, I'm gonna take an aside too. Does anybody else feel like? If you've ever been in the trenches, that the term skill position is just somewhat offensive. Like, you're going to try to tell me I ain't got no skill protecting your star, scardy butt? anyways, I had no idea this show was going to go there.
1: <laughs> as, a, as a fellow lineman who played on both sides, defense and offense, I absolutely understand exactly what you're saying because it is a slap in the face considering I'm a center so not only do I have to grab the ball, I have to make sure that I don't move the ball before the snap, I have to have another man's hands up betwixt my cheeks. I have to snap the ball and be ready to block the person that who's, who's in front of me and their whole is to put me down. So I've got I'm calling defense. You know, I'm looking at people blitzing, I'm talking to my guards and my tackles telling them what to what to do, but hey, because I'm not catching a touchdown it's not a skill position. You shut up, Skip Bayless.
0: <laughs> I mean, we I wasn't involving him or targeting him per se, but if you're going to target one of them, go right ahead. It worked for Draymond. Uh, you know,
1: I've always wanted to throw a tomato at Skip Bayless, man. Always.
0: I I'll send it to you. Like Draymond Green kind of went off, and I think I think it's something you'll approve of, but let's you know, uh, that might be, wink, wink, a topic for next week's edition, depending on how things go uh, here on the show. Yes. No, we're not going to cover him tonight, but that would have been a great suggestion. Anyways, um, see what I did there? Anyway, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I have him as the quarterback more because of it, uh, he's not going to be the best physical specimen. He won't have all the powers of all the other players on the field, theoretically speaking. Um, I feel like he would have... The opportunity and the film study to be that guy to to lead the offense, and he just he doesn't have the temperament of a defensive player. Can we be honest? Like I know, yeah, I can do this all day. That's adorable. It's just it's just different.
1: I don't know. I, so I'll, this is the last thing I'll say on old Steve. You know, he could definitely be a quarterback. Most of the superheroes that we see have that capability. I'm trying to offer a little bit of diversity. I could have put him at middle linebacker because he, when I first saw him come out of that little tube from the 1940s that made him into who he was, I'm like, that looks like Brian Erlocker. So, I mean, honestly, we could put him at the middle linebacker. He is essentially the captain of the defense telling everybody what to do. And and depending on who the running back is, running, smacking into him, putting him down, he's got a little bit of blood over his nose, like his name is J.J. Watt, saying, I can do this all day. Cool. I'm
0: sorry. You just touched me in the right place. Anyway,
1: I know you were going to get a little wet because I mentioned your boy. That's that's all I got for you. No more mentions to that guy, bro. None. Listen, you
0: can hate all you want, but the fact of the matter is this. That is no boy. That is a man, Tokyo Jamison.
1: I'm I'm that boy. I'm throwing lemon juice on his feet. I got nothing for him.
0: Beneath his living feet. (laughs) Am I allowed to laugh at you calling him boy? Anyways. uh, (laughs) Oh, no, we're not controversial. Um, No, and everything you say is accurate. I actually put these two up as softballs early to kind of get it rolling. And you wanted a bit of, what is the word, diversity and a variety in what positions people can play. Well, here's a guy I would never put at quarterback. Bam! Tony Stark, Iron Man. Not a quarterback. So, since we both agree on that, we are compelled then to find a place for this man on the football field. Um, I'm going to have you carry this one first because, to be honest, I'm still a bit confused on where I would put this guy.
1: If not, It's not as difficult as I want to say, because ultimately I'm thinking I'm going to have to put him on the defensive side of the ball Mm -hmm. Um, because Tony Stark as a inventor is coming up with these weapons to essentially it's defense because they're supposed to be deterrence.
0: Ooh, that's an interesting point.
1: You know, you don't want to attack me because I got the Jericho Mitchell, the missile bitch. That's that's the, his, his deep, his, his weapons are defense. So, Okay. I'm going to put him at that strong safety position because I'm giving him the entire field wide open to see he's got Edith in his eyes so she can call out what's going on. Um, And then it's like, okay, he's got the moves. He's got a little bit of speed with his rocket boosters and all that stuff. You know, once the play is developing in front of him, then he can act, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not expecting him to, to be right off the ball as soon as it snaps. I'm not putting him on the defensive line. I want him in the back so that he can react a little bit to what's in front of him because he's a smart guy. You know, he's a smart guy. So, hey, he's like, okay, Tom uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, they're back there. They're passing the ball. Iron Man is able to look. He's got, you know, the, 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 the ability to fly. He can shoot rockets out of his – I almost cursed there. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Tony totally yeah, Stark's a strong safety.
0: You you can talk about uh, uh booty rockets if you want. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but um, I don't know. I don't know that we would allow armaments necessarily, but it makes for an interesting point. Um, but I he would have all the the strength and enhancement of his suit, being you know the the whole rocket thing and all that. Um, for me, I don't know that he would have quite the speed to contain the secondary like that. But he would have the speed and then the the iron, the will, if you will, to compete up front. I have him as an outside linebacker because I think this that that his problem, he's a tweener, right? He's not necessarily big enough to tangle with some other guys who are in this lineup um in the trenches thoroughly. Um but he's not fast enough to contend with, let's say, I don't know, a superman at receiver, right? You know, um, now, granted, Soup's tough because he has all the powers and all that, but you know, we've talked about why he's a quarterback. And right. hey, let's put it this way we're leaning into the 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 new trend of NFL quarterbacks who must be great athletes as well. Tom Brady cannot be drafted this day and age at the quarterback position. I just I'm sorry. Um that all being said, um, yeah, I like I like your, your comment about being on defense. He 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 racks a discipline to to be an offensive player uh, as one myself um i like that um i just don't know that i'd put him at safety if i did i would have i would be treating him as a palomalu type safety one I respect that yeah one who would definitely uh freelance at points but yeah no i i think we got kind of the same vibe from him which actually i'm kind of stoked about that
1: now steve atwater get him in there and lay the wood
0: Okay, I think you're on my page there. Yeah, yeah. I I, I wouldn't say a John Lynch because he's not disciplined enough for that. But Atwater's not a bad con you behind that. Hey yo. So this was the one that I thought would kind of throw things off a little bit. And no, not just because of so- societal no norms. Bam, Wonder Woman. Tokyo Jameson. <sighs> let me tell you what I got for Diana
1: here. Okay. Let me hear. Let me hear.
0: So, first of all, I'm not trying to make any jokes with this. This is just a happy coincidence and correlation. But for me, I see Diana as a tight end. No, not the way you're thinking. (laughs) 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 There was no way to get around that. That joke was going to happen. What I see with her is, is especially the way her powers have been come to be imagined now, like, you know, for anybody who's who's seen the movie or, or, or any of the Injustice video games or comic or any of that. She's essentially superman light female edition, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't bother putting in, in, in Supergirl because we already talked about the Kryptonians, and I'm sorry, she just does not have the seniority to be the Kryptonian in question. Um, I have her at the tight end position simply because of three things. A, her versatility. She's fast and deceptively strong. Why is deceptively strong important? Tokyo Jameson, when I call a running play where she's in the second level and she engages, let's say, Tony Stark and gives him a good crack in the second level for a block, maybe the run gains two yards. That's fine, but Tony's going to remember that. Diana's going to come out on, let's say, three or four plays, maybe even the next series, that same movement. Tony's intelligence, be it Jarvis or, 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 or Edith or whoever it is, what edition, it's going to recognize that she's coming, assume that it's a run play, but she's going to have the speed also to break out, find that opening, and do the whole damn thing. Also, being smart like she is, she has plenty of, let's say she happens to be teamed with Clark. They have that chemistry of Brady and Gronk. That's the combination you want to see. I have Diana at the tight end position. Tokyo Jameson, what about you?
1: While I respect you for putting her in a tight end position because you're giving her the respect of knowing being a tight end, sometimes you got to get nasty and sometimes you got to block. I'm going to say she is an Amazonian. Amazonian is usually a a description given to someone with long legs. She's tall. Put her a wide receiver. Okay. Because, She's she fast. We talked about her comparison to Kell el It's part of the issue that I have with DC is that they made some of their heroes way too strong. But so you put her at wide receiver. She's got a little bit of height on her. She's fast. She can block. She'll throw the, the, the things and, you know, get everybody away from her. <laughs> um, you know, but, and she's got the lasso. So no, no ball is going to get too far. But she can always use that lasso to bring it in. I am assuming that all these people are able to use their powers on the field. We're creating this battle world we <laughs> where these heroes can use their powers on the field. So I'm saying there should be no pass that she can't catch because if you've seen 1984, you know that she can fly too. So. That's true. And I, I did
0: see 1984. I was aware of her in flight as well. Um, Yeah, I figured that flights – that's the good thing about the football field is, like, you can fly, sure, but, like, there's a limited space. Like, at some point, I feel like out-of-bounds would be achieved, you know. Um, But, I I, like –
1: Only in the dome.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, you – I feel like a rule could be set – granted, how often the refs get it correct is another question – like – that the top point of a, a an open stadium, right, would mm-hmm. would be kind of out of bounds. So the heroes would prefer a dome stadium because a it's probably taller and b it's much more clear a line of, imbar- of debarkation for any sort of um, boundaries or anything like that. Moreover, um, they would still be uniquely equipped to be able to repair the damage in the event of flying through said roof.
1: <laughs> can I can I can I let you know how live this show? I did the little Wonder Woman thing, and I hurt my arm. Like that, really? I'm hurting right now. Like I slapped it too hard.
0: See, I mean, we are mere mortals to these people. W, I
1: am. This is just a shirt that I have on.
0: I mean, (laughs) 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 you'll always be—you'll always be Superman in my heart. So uh, we've been, but, but this far, we've been looking at people that are pretty versatile. They can go a lot of places. This is simply going to be a conversation about. A particular person's personality and discipline. Well, discipline, but let's say temperament. Bam. Yes, the juggernaut, bitch. Here's the look. juggernaut, bitch. Who,
1: where would you put the juggernaut? Blah, blah, blah. I'm putting the juggernaut at running back. Bro, when he is moving, you cannot stop him. That is the whole thing about the juggernaut. Don't get him started moving because once he's moving, you can't stop him. So, for all those people who just don't want to see a white running back, I'm sorry. I apologize because the juggernaut <laughs> Charles Xavier's little brother is getting the ball in my offense, man, and I dare you to stop it.
0: See, that's, that's not a I, – I, the, the, the fullback concept, um, Larry Sanka in God form, wasn't a bad choice. Mike Allstott in God's in, in God form, hell, he even kind of has that buccaneer color in him. I didn't I hadn't even thought of that before. Good job by you, Tokyo Jameson. You're welcome. Um, however, as an offensive lineman, a tackle, the Ronan of the trenches, if you will, who deals in depth movement of 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 agility and speed as much as a 300 pound man can achieve that i have the juggernaut in the trenches for that same reason but he could not be offensive for he's too aggressive hell when i think of indomitian sue the juggernaut comes to mind i have to have him at defensive tackle i want him at the shortest point between the start of the snap and the quarterback and i want that middle obliterated, so I can guarantee whoever has the rock after the snap is going to be under duress. Moreover, if you're trying to run the ball on me between the tackles, bro, who's going to give this man pause? Even Colossus would be in a rough place after he got that handoff. All right? I got the juggernaut D, juggernaut a D tackle
1: You're not wrong. The only thing is I feel like we're not using his ability enough. Because it's like, okay, if he's at D tackle, all I'm doing is running sweeps away from him. I'm running sweeps away from it, mm-hmm. you know. But if, if, but if I'm if I'm the GM, I'm putting thing, fantastic, boy, opposite of him to keep him from getting started. Because as I said, once he starts moving, you can't stop him. So I'm going to have this guy breaking 80 yard rushes because I want him to running back now.
0: And, and and you know, obviously not not a bad move at all. I just feel like and at running back at running back being the how you say list skilled of the alleged skilled positions, he may be able to stay on task. But this guy, this guy is a tough coach. Rather, he's not coachable. And and I would be worried about him as a GM on my offense. I'll put it there. Well, way. yeah, the whole
1: the whole point of the helmet that he's wearing is so that he he you know is, it, they can't get into the, the you know that's what's it Charles can't get in his head when he's wearing that helmet. Oh well, know, so yeah,
0: that's that's no that's a great point. But like yeah, he's just he's not coachable. Like it, it's one thing you can negotiate with Magneto on occasion, you know. This guy No way. Yeah.
1: He's him. not hearing it, he's not having it.
0: Not having it and man I, the, the, I gotta be careful we don't go too long on time here we're already here toward the end of the show and i mean we, we may need to do a sequel at some point tokyo james and maybe it's it's going to be bonus content perhaps who knows
1: I'm, I'm wet for that
0: um but in the meantime let's get one more in you're going to want to check out the bonus content folks because i'll tell you this we're going to do two more we're going to go over time a little bit because there's one i really want you to think hard about here um, but it's not this one. This one, again, very obvious trait that he has. It's a matter of where you put him on the field. Bam, the flash. Mary Allen. Oh,
1: man. Um man. That's my little West Welker, man. Um, His his primary position is going to be wide out, but I'm going to have him at punt return and kick return. He's going to be my special teams it's guy.
0: Special teams contribution. Hadn't you know. about that yet.
1: I mean, people don't give uh, people don't necessarily give the necessary love to it, but I tell you, Chicago was very grateful for Devin Hester the year that they made it to the Super Bowl. So, with the NFL moving the kickoff up or whatever, making it so that so many touchbacks happen, if he gets the ball, he's taking off. I want him kick return, a punt return, and then I'll have him, you know, as a as a as a a slot receiver as well, just so that he can give safeties and and linebackers hell.
0: I love the concept of you making him a twitch and move type where you put him in the slot and maybe he'll just catch, you know, a bubble screen or, 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 uh, you know, a quick turnaround or even just a, you know, a quick hitch that may not even be two yards off the line. If he's not covered up, um, you know, I feel like with, with Barry too, it's a situation where, um, you can try and jam him, but you're going to pay for it. That's, that's not a bad choice. Um, you would have to match him speed for speed. There may be one other option That you could use to try to cover this cap, but you got to know he's coming. I feel like to an extent, it would be definitely a case of reading the quarterback's eyes because he would be just as lost about where Barry's gonna be as the defense would be. That's the one downside. And for that reason, I have him as a pure Ed Reed type at safety, just going to where he sees the ball and hawking distance. Listen, you got somebody on the other side that has Diana. Or some other speed demon at the receiver position, you're trying to take the top, put the top back on the defense. You believe that Barry Allen is your man for the job.
1: Simply I respect right. it.
0: So while this, while this will exceed the video portion of our show moving forward, we are not done talking these to- uh, topics. Listen to the next edition on Anchor on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, the Game Podcast. We will break down the rest of these superheroes and where they should play. But first, there is one more superhero to whom you should pay tribute, and his name is Tokyo Jameson. TJ, tell the good people what you do and what they need to bring into their life, because if they don't, frankly, it's a crime against humanity.
1: Get your well, life. I mean... <laughs> If 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 you want more, uh, if you want to hear more, um, it's really easy. Uh, wherever you get your podcast and all that jazz, search the Tokyo Smoke Show T O K E O Show. Also, the Yeah I'm Hybro Podcast. That's Y E A Yeah I'm Hybro Podcast. Also, if you're on YouTube and you uh, have watched all of the hilarious fault that I made, saturated your panties, That's cool. Go on over to the, to the real Joey Harris, and you can see what we're watching, where we're currently on season four of The Sopranos. So a um, little bit of everything out there.
0: I might need to get on that. By the way, side note, another series I'm starting that I did not get around to because it was only on when I was um, working at the time is the HBO series The Great Deadwood.
1: So that's one. And they have a movie as well for that one. So I'm i have got those, I've got that on my list to watch in order series, then the movie. Yeah.
0: Maybe we need to talk, Tokyo Jameson. But in the meantime, we've talked these people's off for for a good hour or so here. So thanks to our guest, Tokyo Jameson. There will be more heat brought. Look for it on the podcast edition. And of course, I'm Kyle Nash, the student of the game, here always enjoying your uh takes and all that please comment to bejesus and back nerds go crazy on this one that's the point this one's fun next week will be a bit more serious i can guarantee you welcome to covering sports in june this is what happens and anyways until next time everybody glad to have you aboard and then class dismissed